from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you doing, my friend? All right, Jordan. I'm doing a lot of daydreaming lately. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious there's going to be no real events this year, so... I find myself kind of thinking about 2021 and hoping we'll get to see music in 2021. And uh, last week we got news about Summerfest and their official dates for 2021, which they're going to be uh, breaking from tradition. Um, they're doing uh, three sets of three-day weekends next year as opposed to an 11-day chunk, um, which is uh, different, uh, not as many days. Maybe the world's biggest music festival won't be quite as big, but in a lot of ways I think this is a really smart move. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a new format. There's more weekends and they're also saying more national talent. So let's dig into this, Piet. Let's just first get into how this is going to work. We're looking at three weekends from June to July. Yeah, June 24th to 26th, July 1st to 3rd, and July 8th to 10th. I mean, traditionally, Summerfest would start probably around June 24th or 23rd next year if it was the traditional window and then end around the 4th of July. What they're doing is they're cutting out some of their lower uh, performing days. They're cutting out two Sundays, two Wednesdays, and a Tuesday. Uh, instead, they're adding a new Thursday, a new Friday, a new Saturday. Those weekend days are going to be, uh, you know, they argue is going to be better for business because more people will be willing to go out on the weekends. It might have more out-of-towners coming on the weekends. So I think it might be a good move for Summerfest. And we've talked a lot about the fact that, you know, the factor of the Pfizer Forum and the Pabst Theater Group and the Rave and other folks are just businesses going up the last few years in the city of Milwaukee. You had mentioned that this offers these windows of opportunity for maybe we might see a big name act on a Wednesday night at the Pfizer Forum in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I think so. Or, you know, there might even still be some direct competition during Summerfest window. We've seen that before at Alpine Valley. We've seen that at Pfizer Forum too, Last, uh, I think last year with Ariana Grande playing during Summerfest. Um, but I think what's interesting is that traditionally Summerfest was such a dominant force during its 11-day window that all the other venues just went dark. Um, but now with this new format, uh, Summerfest won't be in, in operation across three weeks from Sundays through Wednesdays. I think if you have touring acts that can't make the Summerfest route, um, you know, they might be able to get a, a date at the Pap Theater or, or the Riverside Theater or Miller High Life or the Rave or Shank Hall. These venues that just basically can't make any money, can't book any shows during this window, I think could have more opportunities to do that. Absolutely. And I have to wonder, I mean, as a lifelong Milwaukeean, we've always talked about, you know, the city does kind of go dark during Summerfest. And could this be a turn towards Summerfest kind of being a citywide summer festival that really happens in other places? Because as you said, with the festival grounds actually being closed those early days of the week, it really does offer the opportunity for other things to happen. The other thing it offers the opportunity to is for local musicians to continue to have a, you know, a footprint as we stated, the dates are a little different, but it's still likely going to be a very Milwaukee-focused day stage kind of grounds thing going on when you're looking at the lineup from day to day. Yeah. I mean, Don Smiley, I spoke to him last week, the CEO of Milwaukee World Festival. I mean, he said that they're going to have more national acts. I think what we're going to see is more like what we saw with this uh, Throwback Thursday promotion they started a few years right. ago. Where they had like nostalgia acts at like, you know, three, four, five o'clock on the different stages and then another headliner that night. I think we'll see more headliners kind of throughout the day. But because of their pricing model, they're not a Lollapalooza. They're not going to have big national acts all day long every day. So I think it really needs to still be um, 
for, for the flavor of the festival, for the good of the festival, but also for economic reasons, it still needs to be very much a local festival in a lot of ways with a lot of local acts, which is wonderful. I think that's really one of the best aspects of Summerfest is that there is so much local flavor. Absolutely. And of course, the completely renovated American Family Insurance Amphitheater. We do know who's performing at that. We've got Khaled, Luke Bryan, Justin Bieber, Dave Matthews Band, Blink-182, Halsey, Chris Stapleton, and Guns N' Roses are all confirmed for the 2021 lineup. But who's going to be playing on the smaller stages? Who's going to be headlining the Harley-Davidson stage? We don't know that yet, but we'll keep our fingers crossed that, as they said, more diversity, more national acts, and more excitement to come. So, Piet, we're going to keep our finger on this story, but you've got something up online now. Yeah, I've got an article about this move uh, at jsonline.com slash music. And I also did an article making the case for why this is a really smart move with, with five different reasons. Beyond what we talked about, it's, I think it's going to be good for the city. I mean, the city lost so much tourism revenue this year. Um, and Summerfest, its annual impact is $187 million. I think by Summerfest adding another weekend, it's another weekend opportunity for businesses to really thrive. Uh, it's just based on its previous format, it wasn't really a destination festival. I think now, I think you might see more out-of-towners pick a three-day weekend and come to Summerfest, stay at hotels, eat at restaurants. Um, you know, I think there might be some really good benefits for the city overall. And our very own Evan wrote a part article at RadioMilwaukee.org that you could check out as well. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org or anywhere you get your podcast. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez and her handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members, and our subscribers. Piet, thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. 